Hello, hello. How's it going, everybody? Good, good. I'm excited. <laughs> the Max and Tony show, uh, you know, every now and then we get to have a cool guest on. And uh, we just met this cool guest, Jill Hopkins. How's it going? It's going well. I mean, awesome. I'm no Steve Earle, but like, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> hey, I'll hey. try. He was here yesterday, but we're bumping him for you. <laughs> was yeah. he in this chair that I'm sitting in right yeah, now? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I can yes, feel oh are you it. a fan? I can feel it. Steve, Steve Earle is a, a great musician, uh, and my husband has a really good uh, story about how the one time that he met him, he managed to piss him off in a very That's not hard to do. <laughs> That's what he said. I've been doing his album covers for 25 years. I piss him off regularly. Uh, <laughs> but you're still, you're, he still wanted to come on your show, so you couldn't have done that bad. You know, uh, he, he's actually a lovely guy. I'm sure. Politically, he's right there, yeah. progressive. Yeah. Um, he's so smart. Every yeah, every interview a, yeah. that I read with him, there's like some nugget in there that I'm he like. He was only yes. he he was the only democratic socialist in Nashville. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, and it's weird ah. we kind of found each other. You know, yeah. So. Oh my goodness, I I wonder. Uh, gosh, I can't even imagine what the bar conversation is. conversations. It's thrilling to have a real journalist here. Yeah, oh, um, I'm not a journalist. I will never call myself a journalist. I'm a broadcaster because I get to make fun of people in a very non. In a very partisan way. Oh, well, likewise. I was a yeah. columnist, and I never really called myself a journalist. Yeah. I wrote for New City for years. Oh, right but, um, I, I'm very lucky that I get to work with a lot of the, some of the city's finest journalists. Yeah. But, uh, including the, well, the woman who wrote the book on the South Side. Natalie yeah. Moore. She's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. That's a great book. She's fantastic. Jill, let me plug you for a second. Oh, sure, you are the host of The Morning Amp on, on the Vocalo station. Absolutely. It is on 91.1 FM. That's true. And according to Chris, it's also on 89.5 FM in Northwest Indiana. Yep. Okay, it's cool. a sister station and to WBC. Yeah. Yeah. It's also online, so yeah. no getting away from it. Uh, no, no listen escape. to it, please. Uh, how long have you been doing that uh, morning amp show? I've been uh, the host of the amp for about two and a half years. I've been at the station itself for almost five. Awesome. And you're you're awesome. a native Chicagoan. I am right? a native Chicagoan. You're South from Side. South Shore. Yep. So you're a Sox fan. I am a Sox fan. Where'd you yes. For better or for worse. Where'd you go to high school? I went to Whitney Young High School. I went to Whitney Young no High way! School. Hey! Go Dol- okay, we got a couple Dolphins. dolphins. Oh boy. Do the dolphin cry. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't exist. We it just doesn't. Made it we, up. I, we just, I do that. That's so crazy. Wow. Uh, wow. You know who else went to Whitney? Yeah, when did you graduate? Michelle Obama. She did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes. I graduated in 1997. Okay, cool. I graduated in 2010. So we're, you know, I, different I've, generations. I've, but I've been still, like, I've still. been to, we went to, I was lucky enough to uh, get asked to uh, help with the production of a piece that. Uh, WBZ did looking back on Michelle Obama when the Obamas were about to leave the White House. Yeah, right. So I got to go there and uh, speak with some of the the young women that are currently there and yes. some alumni that had graduated in between those times. And the way that uh, these these like seventeen year olds right now spoke of Michelle Obama was was so. Wonderful! It was yeah. so wonderful to just see them just be like, I grew up like three blocks yeah. from her. We're on the same life path. I yeah. wonder what's in store you know, for me. Honestly, um, you know, first of all, Barack Obama saved my life. Like uh, literally? With the ACA, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm I, like, I, was like, I was drowning. <laughs> saved him out of a <laughs> no, fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he pulled my fat ass out of Lake Michigan. No, um, I can see it. I can see it. Uh, I had a quadruple bypass three years ago. Oh my gosh. And... Had I not had the ACA coverage, which at the time I didn't have my SAG benefits, because I'd been working in theater and not film for years, and um, had I not had the ACA, I would have never let my wife call the ambulance. Oh, and all three, all three of my cardiologists said, assured me that had I not called the ambulance, I'd have been dead by noon. Oh Jesus! And now. I had lots of problems with the Obama presidency as far as warfare goes. Oh, sure, yeah. And stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But every time I feel the need to, you know, criticize, I'm like, I have to preface it by saying, besides the fact that the guy saved my life, (laughs) these are my (laughs) issues, you know? And I I totally, uh, I I don't think that any politician's tenure is above reproach. No, the the best they can do is maybe 50% of it right, you know? Just, Just by... The nature of if you have enough like motivation, if you're the kind of person that says to themselves ever, I would like to be president of the United States, 
Odds are you're yeah. the kind of person you're a sociopath, probably. Exactly. Like, we don't yeah. the, the kind of guy we absolutely yeah. don't want to be president yeah. of the United States. And like when people are like, Oh, I like this person so much. I wish they were president. I'm like, well then you clearly don't like them very much because yeah, why exactly. would you wish that on anybody? It's an awful job. <laughs> it's and terrible. you know yeah. you know, I saw the the unveiling of the presidential portraits, which I absolutely love. I'm 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 a big fan. Um, yeah, they're beautiful. And and you know what? Until I saw that painting I was kind of hit or miss with Kehinda Wiley. I mean, I've seen lots of his shows. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of it is looted from Renaissance art history, yeah, which, yeah. you know, but when I saw his portrait of Obama, it was like busting with life. But you look at the former president, and it's serious, it's sober, and he's. He looks determined. Exactly. He's looking and you at know you what? right in the eye. I think that that man left the White House. Far more of an idealist than he ever was entering the White House. Yeah. I mean, I... You know what I mean? I think that brings out... um, I think the presidency brought out the best in him. Yeah, and it doesn't do that for every person who serves at all. Joe, when he was first elected, honestly, he was way too conservative for me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Bernie Sanders guy. I'm yeah. a, I'm a so I'm a you know democratic socialist. Yeah. You know, and um, I'm trying to remember back in '08, who? Oh, there was nobody. Yeah, else. I was gonna say you I know? was like, right, who was right. who would have filled that 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 niche for you? But I I can't even think of I I honestly I can't, can't ever even go to the of... I can't ever go to the Green Party uh, people. Um, no. I wanted to kick Ralph Nader in the nuts twice. Oh uh, yeah. For giving the presidency to W. But you, you look in the rearview mirror now, and compared to what we have with Tangerine Mussolini now. <laughs> There's so um, many good nicknames. Yeah. W, w <laughs> looks like an absolute fucking statesman next well, to this here's guy. The thing. Well, they're making him a cute meme now. He can't put on his rain poncho properly. Oh, it's like everyone will forget right. about what he what he did in those well, past plus eight he's, years when, compared to that guy. You he's know, got like a big crush on Michelle Obama. Every oh, time don't, we all, oh, don't we all, yes, though? Yes, yes. Yeah. We do. I'm, oh, I, I'm, every I'm time happily married. I would totally like. I'd make out with her. Oh yeah. If she no asked kidding. me to. I absolutely would. No kidding. No. no I, I would no hold hesitation. your coat while you did that. You know. Oh my God, Michelle, would you like me to also hold your coat? No. She's oh. like. She's like. She's like. Absolutely. I think uh, the most perfect first lady that's uh, of my lifetime. Yeah. Well, and, like, I, and the, I admire Jacqueline Onassis uh, very it's a, much. If it's, it's a difficult I admire position Rosalind to be Carter. in. Nancy Reagan didn't do it for you? You no, kidding? No, just she was say no. She was the worst. Yeah. No, no, she was I'm worse just, than. She was almost worse than. Totally than kidding. <laughs> well, here's uh, the nobody thing about... was worse than Ronnie. Ronnie was the one who really separated us as Americans. Um, I, I remember growing up. We started up referring and, like, to people as homeless. Which was a very that wasn't a subtle... thing before. I mean, I, I was oh, no, born in '79, no, so I've, no. I've I've only known homeless. Um, what were what were what were people were, were well, people were, calling them hobos? Calling them, That's terrible. Yeah, hobos <laughs> and bums and you know derelicts. But homeless was a polite sounding word that actually put an even bigger barrier between us and our fellow citizens. I heard somebody refer to uh, to someone as uh, this is just yesterday as an individual who happened to be without a home. Um, like, there, lot, are more dig- <laughs> there are more dignified ways it's of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, let me put this Someone in context. Someone who's suffering from indigence, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, this person was being polite because he had just been uh, assaulted by a homeless person on the street. So he was like, uh, "I'm trying to be as diplomatic as I possibly can when talking well, about this you bullshit." Know what? We have we have more homeless peoples. We have more tent cities now. Oh yeah. And the fact that the city was going around turning fire hoses on these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Is just yeah. repellent as you want to see though. I hate you want to see like a, some place that has like a bunch of, of of tent cities and things like that. San Francisco. I've never seen anything like yeah. it. Yeah, Paris. We were. I was in Paris for four months. I make mean, part of my living as an actor. I'm on a show called Patriot on Amazon, yeah. and we shot the second season in Paris. And there's a huge homeless population. No but you know what? The city does go around and hand out food and. Hmm. You know, the people are a little afraid of the shelters, so the city's out there with, with trucks to bring food to people. It's a very um, European-sounding thing to yeah. do. It's a, there's a quality of mercy there that, um, sadly, in Chicago, and sadly, it's the history of this city. Yeah, yeah. This mm-hmm. is a cruel city. 
it is still the most segregated city in North America. No, oh, absolutely. I didn't think that was possible. Yeah. You know, I always thought Boston would have that mantle or no, it's us. Yeah. yeah. Well, Boston has its own. That was yeah. always weird to realize because as a product of like CPS, you'd go to school and you'd be, I mean, I, I had a very, you know, diverse class uh, uh, from elementary school uh, to Absolutely. high school. Yeah. And it was like to the point where I didn't, I didn't realize how segregated we really were until I was like, oh, wait, we're all going home to like different neighborhoods. And like all Precisely. these neighborhoods are just full of like the same race. It's like one of those things where you realize you're like, wow, it really is a segregated city. But also it's just... You don't notice it as until you get a little older. Or they try I, maybe... to sugarcoat it by saying it's a city of neighborhoods. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. What right. that is code for is stay the hell out of mind. Yeah. You know, when I was growing up on the south side, it, it, it was a very uh, unique part of the city in that that's where the, the steel mills were. Yeah. And I went to uh, a Catholic school. Uh, on the south side, eighty second. Poor thing. Side. I went to several of them. <laughs> I'm still not right. I'm still not right. Oh, but, Did you uh, get hit by nuns? Oh yeah. Oh. They smacked the shit out of me. Oh, he doesn't God. believe me when I. No, I, be, no. I believe it. I, be, I believe. Well it. Sonny, I learned how to throw a left hook from a nun. <laughs> I believe it, but I, I just, you know, I've never, I've never been a witness to that. So it's hard to, it's hard to see. I would say it's not, it's not unbelievable though. I it's had a very... brother. I had a Jesuit brother throw me against the wall. And he's got me there. And I said, brother, what what would Jesus do? And he said, he'd extend you the Lord's mercy. <laughs> I'm in the Justice Department. And then he slapped the shit out of me. <laughs> that sounds about, yeah, yeah, yeah. In one of those robes, yeah. Those, Where did you uh, go? Yeah. Did you go I to Macaulay? To, I went to uh, St. Michael's for elementary school uh-huh. on 82nd and South Shore Drive. They're closing down Were you raised Catholic? Uh, yes, but like super loosey-goosey. Like we went... Yeah. I went to church often enough during the week that, like, I don't even think that we did Sunday mass. And then later on, this is this is where things get a little twisty turny. So my aunt, my mom's older sister, was a Mormon. Is a is a Mormon? Was a, is, is a Mormon? Um, and so, like, when my mom was just like sick of me, like, get out of my house for the weekend, she would send me to my aunt's house because she had cool stuff and a cousin that was near she my had, age. Like the magic underwear and shit. I didn't ask. You, you know about ask. the magic underwear. Yeah, no, right? I know. Yeah. I never progressed far enough within the church to like ever necessitate the magic you underwear. You know, oddly enough, you know, Victoria's Secret doesn't have any magic underwear. Well, all their underwear is magic if you play your cards right. <laughs> yes, so it I, is. I, I, I was a Mormon for a bit and then got like slut shamed out of the Mormon church. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. Wow, what'd you do? Uh, I I let a guy go to like second base with me, and then word got really? out. Second whole base, second whole oh base, my a little God. under the shirt action. The whole Mormon community <laughs> that's, was that's, alerted. That's like first date shit. I it, mean, well, well it was a first date, so it uh, yeah, this guy. So you got slut shamed? Yeah, he. This well, guy wait, was wait, about wait. to go to his. What did mission. he do to the guy? Oh, nothing. Nothing of course, yeah. that's horrible. They they, they high fived his ass, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they postponed yeah. his mission by a few months. And uh, what was, was his mission? Was he like he go like door to he, door and collect nickels? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you get sent away for two years to, to where to got. Well, it, it varies depending on the person. Like you get some some people go to my cousin, for instance, went to Brazil for like only half of his mission, and he's come. He came back. Brazil's pretty cool. Yeah, and but he's he cut it short. And we still don't know why. It's been like 10 years, and I have no idea what happened in Brazil that my cousin had to come back like halfway through well, his mission. Well, there's a lot of oh. naked beaches. He probably there knocked somebody of, up. Maybe. You know? <laughs> High five to him. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, want, I would love to meet that cousin. I bet they're beautiful. But I, well, I don't know. We'll never know. But so I did that, and then like I, uh, by then I was in college, or college age. I never really did yeah. the college thing. But I was college age living on my own, and I was like... I'm not going to church. Yeah, me neither. I'm, I'm hungover. It's Sunday. Exactly. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm a heathen. You know. I'm. I'm. Uh, I believe what Crazy Horse believe. I believe in the great mystery. I believe that if there's some guiding thing in the universe, that I'm probably not meant to understand it. And oh, I'm fully comfortable with my ignorance of a higher power. Like yeah. that's fine. I'm fine not knowing. I don't yeah. think that. I don't think we're meant to know. Like you said. Like I'm. I don't. Yeah. Know, I don't need that. Yeah. Well, some things just. Are beyond my comprehension, 
and I'm fine with it. Yeah, I was pretty much born without religion, and I remember kind of <laughs> feeling guilty about it, you know, and being like, "Oh man, maybe I should, maybe I should try going to church." Once. Oh, so well, you've I, already got the guilt. You don't uh, need to go to church. I forced myself <laughs> as a kid because my mom was kind of about it. She was like, "Yeah, yeah, a uh, little bit. We should go. We should go on Sunday." Max was like, "Yeah, let's try it." I went twice, and then the the third time I was supposed Fuck to go, this. I was watching <laughs> uh, The Godfather. And I was like, well, I could go to church for two hours, or I could finish The Godfather, which has two hours left on it. Uh, you made the good right man. I made, I made my choice yeah. for life there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I used uh, to live next door to a Seventh-day Adventist. This is my first like, adult they apartment. They knock on your fucking door at <laughs> and they do 7.30 their thing. in the morning on, on Sunday. And they do their masses on uh, Saturday, which I did not know until I was awoken Saturday with a, with night. a start. Uh, was it? Well, this one I think was like Saturday afternoon. I don't know if it changes from from like congregation to congregation. But these people woke me the fuck up on a Saturday, and I was like, <laughs> "What is even happening right now?" I don't like the people who come to your house like the Jehovah's Witnesses. No, leave me alone. You know, it's like, Although, what if I offered one? I said, "Look, if I give you like if I give you five bucks, would you just go away and not come back?" Yeah, I just it's don't like, even. We're not here to collect money. It's like well, you're, well, you're then... wasting my fucking time, yeah. and you woke me up. I don't like yeah. it. I just don't. I don't answer the like. I just don't answer the door. I answer my phone. I just don't. Not on Sunday love morning. People. <laughs> yeah. No, not on Sunday morning. No, for, for damn not. sure. No, unless you, you are know, bringing me brunch to my house. I'm. I'm grateful you're in the world. Uh, oh, that's sweet. Because <laughs> you paid attention to this thing that was going on in Ukrainian village. I used to live there, and I know you used to yeah. live there. How long did you live there, by the way? Uh, Let's see. I live just a- around the the way here. Uh, let's see. This was in like 2000, 2000 to like two thousand two. But I've lived uh, within like two miles of where we're sitting yeah. for the last twenty years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right I on. lived on uh, Walton between Damon and Hoyne. Oh, right on. Yeah, for we were about just on... for about seven years, and you know, I knew my neighbors were. You, you know, when I first moved there, it was still mostly Ukrainian people. Yeah. You know, and they're they're kind of closed and kind of quiet. And you know, forever when you're there and you're not Ukrainian, you're the new guy. Mm-hmm. But I had some lovely neighbors, and then uh, and then I had some kind of clannish, paranoid ones that were just almost you pay for rent, and it's like. Uh, you know, uh, two thousand bucks a month is. You know how much they got that house for? You know, and yeah. that, that was kind of our icebreaker. Um, but uh, you, you know, I had this old Ukrainian lady who used to follow me down the, the street when I would walk my dog because the first day I adopted my dog, mm-hmm. he shit on her lawn, and I forgot you're you're supposed to have a bag. Oh yeah. So <laughs> being an actor like an asshole, I bent over and oh. pretend to pick it up. You know. <laughs> And she caught me, and uh, yeah, exactly, yeah, a useless pantomime. Your best performance yet. Exactly. I would say that's so a pretty walking... shitty performance. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm walking by two days later, and she goes, "Well, hello there, Mister Big Shot, Mister Actor." And I said, "How did you know I was an actor?" She goes, "I saw your marvelous performance in my front yard, Just two, up your spot. two days ago." Where you pretend to pick up dog mess, but you don't. You and little devil dog. I said, I'm really sorry. I said, this is what happened. I just adopted him, and I didn't have a bag with me. And I felt stupid after he dropped a deuce on your lawn. So I kind of went through the motions. She goes, yeah, I came down my stairs to see if you actually did pick up. And it was still steaming even. Big <laughs> pile of grumpies right there. And I said, well, I'm very sorry. She goes, not sorry enough to come back and pick it up. <laughs> she had she a bag. a good point. <laughs> she goes, I picked it up. I got a pair of dish gloves that I cannot ever use again. She goes, your dog looks like dog what tried to eat Gregory Peck in the omen. I said, no, <laughs> those were Rottweilers. She goes, the lead dog, the leader of the the bunch looks like a very him. obscure yeah. reference. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I said, look, I'm very sorry. I'm, I'm, I promise you that will never happen again. She goes, I am watching you, son of one bitch. <laughs> Just the one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she goes, if you come out here with that dog, you better have bang on you. I call 311. I will have the police come. 
Uh, my niece's husband, uh, a, f- a former policeman, he will have his friends down here on your ass, you know. I learned a long time ago not to mess with like any sort of old ethnic woman from any any you know place yeah it's a good idea but it, i eventually became very good friends with her oh and, awesome and carried every goddamn box into her house because she, she would stay up late at night and order shit off a of qvc <laughs> you know i mean four coffee makers at once it's like why do you have these she goes in case one breaks in case there's storm and you're stuck for days you know it's like she, it's she that was kind lonely. of that sort of survivalist yeah. mentality that people who I think grow up very poor end up having, especially when they move away <clears> from where all their stuff is, from where all their creature comforts are. Well, what I did notice about Ukrainian village, and you elucidated this um, on your show, is there was a paranoia about anybody who was different. Yeah, and sadly, it seemed to have manifested itself in and and a lot of. Stupid and focused and unfocused bigotry, you know, people who look more like you than me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And Ukrainian village is strange. I have a colleague at the radio station who is uh, of he's Ukrainian. His family's lived in whatever building they have for God knows how long they have uh, at that Catholic school over on like Chicago and Western. I think they have like um, a Ukrainian school on the weekends that that the families. Sam wishes, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. And he uh, was telling me about how, like, the principal of that school is is so just against, like, the newer principal of the school is so against um, just this non-English language curriculum that they have going on uh, that, like, he almost got the cops called on him while he was picking up his bro- his little brother from Ukrainian school. Yeah. Uh, and wow. that, like, this this kind of influx of i call them the uh, the big 10 transplants because it's always folks from like michigan yep. or ohio yep. or oh, something yeah, like exactly. that iowa yeah. who come in and, and buy up these new large windowed i call them Indian the stroller kind of, people the stroller folk yeah, <laughs> yeah. Triple i mean wise. i had one of them i had one of them tell me you know uh she had a, like a double stroller you know two, yeah. two brain brats and said you gotta go front to back man side to side exactly. that's no way to go. exactly and she yeah. goes we need to get by, you know. I'm a, I'm like sidewalk, yeah. literally, just waiting for an Uber. And I said, "Well, you know, excuse me, works too." Yeah, just and you know. As she's walking by, she thing. goes, "You know, it's not your city anymore." What the fuck does that mean? That's what I said. Yeah, I said, "Really, what does that mean?" Unpack that one for me, would you? Yeah. Not she to... goes, "Well, all you people who've been here forever." I said, "I've only lived here six years. I'm like kind of a new guy, like you, except I'm a little more polite." Yeah. Yeah, but you're from the city. I mean, I think not to segue, but the the Big Ten schools. I love that term <clears throat> or the Big Ten transplants. I I think these schools they have their own fucking bars. Teach you all over how the to city. be. Uh, in, to live in a city, they just teach you how to live in this small town with everyone your age. Yeah, and you can be drunk twenty four seven, and it's just like if you just get good grades, you can survive within this town and this and this little like. You know what I call these world guys. here? Sorry. Yeah. So you know what I call these? No, guys? I don't. The dude bros. The dude bros. When sure. they haven't seen each other in like twelve minutes, when they're out <laughs> drinking, doing Jello shots. They'll run into each other, and it's like, dude, bro. And then, you know, the man hug. And, I do the man know, the f- hug. I do the dude. But, I'm not, but no, no, like, what yeah, I'm saying you is, know is what like, I'm I, also, about. I also know how to be civilized and, and respect my elders and respect, like, you know, and the diverse population yeah, around me. Exactly. It's like, it's like they need to get in this neighborhood that's hip, or at least they heard was hip, mm-hmm. and then they need to find the bar that, you know, oh, Oh, it has a it has an Iowa Michigan eagle uh, yeah. flag on there. Oh, that means it's yeah. home. It's like those those bars with the college flags out there. It just drives me but so you know what? crazy. That's the history of our city. That's yeah. what they've always done. People go to the I neighborhood where people, there are people just like them. Yeah, I I, you know, I moved you from the south that. side to to Bridgeport to Humboldt Park, and those that one two three leap taught me more about the city. Yeah. And how it works then, like the entire prior eighteen or nineteen years before that. You remember in the nineties when all those wrought iron fences went up all over the city? Yeah, I sure do. Well, first of all, the people who owned that contract were friends of Daly. Oh, that's not surprising. You know, um, 
And secondly, it's like uh, everybody wanted their own little boundary and border. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder, who are you trying to keep out? You know, I mean, it, it, yeah. it just, I, I was disturbed by what I read about Ukrainian village because um, I learned a lot of stuff there about being a neighbor. Yeah. Um, but I always did notice that I would look around um, between Damon and Western and Augusta and Chicago, and there were damn few people of color. Yeah, when I when you know? I moved into, uh, we lived on uh, Chicago, or I'm sorry, uh, Superior and Damon, Damon yeah. Superior, uh, right over there by Hodges. Um I'm surprised I did not get fatter living that close to <laughs> yeah, that place. Exactly. Dodges is yeah. pretty it's good. Pretty yeah. You know what? That cheeseburger is like. Oh man! Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we. I had we, a quadruple like, bypass. I, I can't. Even, you can't even talk I can't, about it. Can't, I can't eat the. I can't eat the fuckers anymore. You oh, know, but no. I love them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I lived uh, when I was there. I was uh, like freshly 21, happy as a clam to just, you know, I'd moved in with like my first, uh, like serious boyfriend. We had this apartment. Our downstairs neighbor um, was a musician. And uh, I'm really thankful for that because you learn a lot living either upstairs or downstairs from somebody whose practice space is also their living room. Yeah. Um, But like, honestly, that guy was kind of the best neighbor we had because he talked to us. He hung out. He was interested in in our lives. We were interested in his. Uh, If we were, you know, coming in with groceries, he lent a hand, vice versa. Every like quiet neighbor that we had never spoke when you said yeah. hello to them. Never, you know, gave gave a fuck. Like I didn't ever ask names or anything like that. And it was it was really disheartening. But well, uh, you know, yeah. my neighborhood on on Walton. Luckily, there there were a whole bunch of artists. You know, and yeah. we all kind of enjoyed each other's companies mm-hmm. and got together every Sunday night to watch Game of Thrones at my house because I'm that nerd. That's fun. And, and, uh, <laughs> Um, but I did notice that uh, the folks who'd kind of been there forever, you know, regarded me and my friends with a certain amount of suspicion. And uh, yeah. Yeah. and I think I I think what your exploration of this kind of underlined for me is that we're still a, a city of tribes, you know, yeah. and, right. And then the tribalism has become even more entrenched with the last election. Oh, absolutely. And sometimes this this tribalism is is fantastic. Sometimes you find those like-minded people, especially if you're a creative type, and you find that person who gets how your brain works and you can work with them in creating something from nothing. Um, Yeah, that's how you build a community. I mean, I absolutely agree. But when it gets to be... And I don't mean to use yeah. the word exclusive in meaning like, ooh, this is ex- like, oh, this, yeah. this is a red velvet. No, when, like when, when it gets when to be. When you start going, no, you can't be part of our experience. Yeah. It's like, that's and not when it becomes like a, and like a surviving and kind of a way. Because like, as as a as a black person, when you find yourself in these spaces that are uh, solely made so that you can have this black experience without uh, outside interference from. You know, just like a, a micro colonialization type uh, situation. Like if you, there's a lot of uh, events and and groups in Chicago. I get to talk to these young people who are who are making those spaces for themselves in Chicago, and it's it's really awesome. It's something that I wish yeah. that I'd had when I was younger, for sure. But like that's different than like this Ukrainian village. Page. Well, you know, I mean, whites yeah. have had yeah. those since the beginning of the Republic. Yeah, so it's kind of their this thing. This is relatively... No offense, no offense, no offense. No, 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 no. We're, 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 we're very aware of the, yeah. the privilege, of, the skin privilege that we were born with. And, you know, and people sometimes from outside of the city don't understand that, that... We had a leg up, you know, just because we were born Caucasian. I mean, it's an, and it's the absolute yes. truth. Yeah, I married a white guy. You know, and he is uh, every day. He uh, he. I feel as though 
he's a white guy. He's from Kansas. Yeah. Shout out to to the Sunflower State. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kansas City. Can, uh, he's from Manhattan, Kansas. Uh, oh, I know Manhattan, yeah. Kansas. I had a show at the Beach Museum there. Oh, my father-in-law um, is a is a, a fine woodworker. He has a he's an exhibit there, right? You now. know, that's actually a beautiful part of Kansas it too. It's lovely. when the very landscape hilly. changes. Yeah, very hilly. It's gorgeous. But they're really weird, kind of not real tall hills, but real flat and real. Yeah, because the glaciers like ran ro- through it. Yeah, yeah, they kind of look like a Roger Brown painting. You know? Oh yeah, I mean it's gorgeous. The in the Flint Hills, it's it's absolutely yeah. wonderful. But he, you know, he's lived in Chicago since like two thousand one, and I feel like every day I watch, I get, I, it's a privilege to me to get to watch him uh, get it uh, more yeah. and more each yeah. day. Um, yeah. I I wouldn't have married him if he didn't if he didn't get it. But <laughs> no, like, no, absolutely. <laughs> but like you know, sometimes. It'll just be it'll be something small that'll that'll make the light bulb go off. Yeah. Like we'll be watching like an old episode of like Living Single or something, and like something that, they'll say something that he never he just never thought of it before, and he's yeah. just like, whoa! When you th- when I never like not having that point of view, not having that perspective, not having been born that person, you just don't often put yourself in somebody else's shoes, and he's. He's really good at doing that. You know, I think we got like a good look at the kind of weird privilege when Bill Maher uttered, you know, the N word oh, yeah. that time. Bill Maher, and, and kind of always didn't. out of pocket. He, yeah, he's yeah. Always, but, but he he's kind of been... it, at first was kind of uh, repelled repelled by the idea that oh, what I don't have a hood pass. You know, I mean, he he he, yeah. he did <laughs> no yeah, no, and you know what? Nobody who looks like me does. You know, we won't, like we don't Bill have Maher, any cultural ownership in those words. Bill you know? Maher and Michael Rappaport, as of late, has been oh, on God. that same shit. Like, Michael yeah. Rappaport uh, has that speaking voice and is friends with A Tribe Called Quest and made that movie. Yeah. And, like, yeah. thinks that that is, like, a lifetime pass. What people don't seem to understand is that shit is revocable yeah. at any point. Any yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, came, he was on, on Super Bowl Sunday. Michael Rappaport was on Twitter talking about how terrible Janet Jackson was and even Questlove was like nah dude this is not the hill you want to die yeah seriously what was his problem with Janet Jackson oh he was like tell me when the last time Janet Jackson was popping I'll wait and I'm and like the whole internet was Was like doing what (laughs) tell me the last time you were popping dude (laughs) like when when was Janet Jackson last relevant and I'm like I just spent $50 to go see that bitch in October and it was sold out she is on a stadium tour right now I kind of have always Doug Janet Jackson. I always thought she was she's great. A queen. Yeah, yeah. She's my all-time favorite. I have she's been my Janet favorite Jackson. Jackson. She is the best Jackson. Yeah. That is true. I've been Janet Jackson for Halloween more than twice. Wait, yeah. <laughs> she's her music is better than Michael Jackson's. I she's she's I, my favorite Jackson. Or, or yeah. just like just as a, person, just as a person, she's better than. Okay, I can person. I can get just down with that. But music look, wise, also look, I got to cop to. I mean, she's like gorgeous. No, she's like so hot. I just like looking yeah. at her. She's, she's she's almost my age. She's fifty. Yeah. 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 She looks amazing. She was I, like I said in October. My girlfriends and I. Uh, went to out to Rosemont, dressed up like it was, it was a Janet Jackson cosplay experience. Okay, um, and she, you know, oh, so earlier last year I saw I'm Mariah in- Carey in concert, and that bitch was phoning it in like from a different time zone. Like she was oh, just not man. even trying. I, I, and meanwhile, you know, Janet is out here been, like with the crazy. I've never been a big fan of Mariah. Well, Carey. she was opening just, for Lionel you know. Richie, so we were uh, at the Lionel Richie concert. Yeah, and she was. She happened to be there. I loved, I loved him when he was a Commodore. He played a bunch of Commodores. Did he really? Yeah. He played the, Brickhouse? The name of the, the tour was All the Hits. So he played so he all played the Brickhouse. goddamn hits. Yeah, he played exactly. Brickhouse, Easy, all all your Commodores jams. Three Times a Lady? There was, yeah, Once, Twice, Three you know Times what? a Lady. That used to be the, like, Get Her Naked song when I was young. Still, still probably works. It's still if working? You, uh, yeah. Yeah, in the right circumstances. Yeah, exactly. That's, you know... <laughs> That was when you dim the lights. It's yeah. like, you oh, know, okay. He came hey, out with like, "You are the sun, you are the rain." Like he, yeah. we, we, there was a sing along to "We Are the World." Oh, really? That everybody was holding hands. It was beautiful. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, he played. Um, he closed out Jazz Fest one year. Yeah. When when Aaron Neville's, you know, the Neville's usually close it out, and Aaron Neville's wife was deathly ill. Yes. It was right after Katrina, and Aaron had such bad asthma. This is really weird. Really breathe down this there. is the second conversation I've had about this exact thing this week. Is that right? I was talking to Jake Austin 
from uh, Chicago and the Promontory about oh, yeah. how he was he was writing for I want to say the Reader at the time. He was like a music writer for the Reader. And he was going to Jazz Fest and he was like, how can I parlay this into something that they'll pay for? So he's like, oh, I'll just bring my camera and I'll write about it. And God, who the fuck? Maybe it was Aaron Neville or maybe it was a different year. But Lionel Richie um, came out because like maybe it was like John Lee Hooker or something was supposed to play. Yeah. Yeah. And John was very, very ill. Yeah. And 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 died subsequently not long after that yeah and he was like i was and, only going for john lee hooker and then they told me it wasn't happening so i left and then it was lionel richie and i was like oh well i guess this is fine <laughs> yeah and from what i hear he he, he tore it up you mm. know um i mean there's a reason the guy sells tickets you know I, he's I'm, a showman he's great we i guess the song that like that like tore everybody up was night shift Oh, gonna oh is that gonna by quarter flash? Yeah, <laughs> that is that is Levert, that is Gerald Levert and his brothers. I yeah, think. Okay. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, but Lionel did it. Lionel, and, uh, Lionel's everything. Oh wait, no, were you thinking all night long? I love all that song. No, no, no. I love that. Oh, That's no, my no, favorite Lionel that Richie song. song. <laughs> you know. I love Lionel Richie. I uh, I uh, I want to hear Lionel Richie when he's like 85 and like gives no fucks like Quincy Jones. He kind of gives no fucks now. He's fine. But I need like another Boy, Quincy 10 years. Jones. Quincy, Quincy Jones, Jones went all is the best thing out. that's happened in 2018. Oh, <laughs> Quincy Jones kind of uh, you know I had I had some good feelings about what he said, and then I had some some mixed feelings because it's like you oh know, the prior Brando well, thing. It's like they're dead, man. It's like I don't know. Yeah, that way know? they can't sue you for libel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But I don't. I mean, I, I don't you know, know, I don't. You know, I, I don't. <coughs> I, I don't think less of either guy. I mean, no, 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 me. no, no. By Who no means. Who wouldn't have but, fucked Marlon Brando back then? <laughs> <laughs> he was a beautiful man. Yeah, exactly. By no means do I you feel know? less about them, but I, I feel. Don't care who I feel fucks bad. Who, I feel bad know? that you know it's like not one of them gets to say like what if say so say like that <coughs> say that never happened. Wouldn't you be pissed off if you were in an afterlife of some sort looking at this and being like. What the fuck? I never did this. Oh my god, this is going public everywhere. I don't know, man. So it's like we don't. I think they both left. But maybe they, so maybe they did. Maybe they hey, did. I'm trending and again. more than likely, I think they. I think they more than likely, it did happen. Each other. You know, I don't think Quincy Jones has anything to lose just by speaking the truth. Oh. I did love his. Uh, Talk Ooh, on was, on about rock on and Beatles, saying it's just man. nothing but R and B for, for white people. white people. That was amazing. He pissed off a lot of people, yeah. and the rest of us were just like, "Ooh, this and, is some good tea." And he sold, <laughs> yeah, and he sold, and he sold out uh, Michael Jackson for stealing, uh, particularly Billie Jean. Right? That yeah. was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He who, said he should have. Who did he say he should have paid? I can't remember. I, for, I forget. He was like, he should have paid so and so ten percent, but he didn't. Here we but are. I, I've heard a, I've heard stories before about Michael Jackson. And ceiling music, yeah. like I remember being in third grade and you hearing know, about this. Picasso so. stole. Um, yeah, Mozart so yeah uh, stole. Um, I think if you're gonna steal, like <clears throat> steal do it at that level. Great yeah, artist, exactly. great artist, steal. If you can steal and make Billy fucking Jean out of it, goddamn, yeah. keep stealing, please. Yeah. Oh my god, why not? Why not? Sam I mean, Smith stole. I won't back down, and made it worse. <laughs> yeah, he's an emotional dude, oh. isn't he, Sam Smith? Uh, he's got a lot of feelings. Yeah, yeah, not kind fun. of maybe a little <laughs> too sensitive. I think you know. I, I I like a good torch song. Don't get me wrong. Likewise, but like, um, I love that. I love Latch when he did Latch with Disclosure. That song is like classic. Was that Sam Smith who did it with oh, Disclosure? My favorite okay. version. Okay, okay. I won't back down. Is Johnny Cash. You know, oh yeah, yeah. That pretty, last record he did was I like so, Tom Petty's version it? too. I was so bummed when Tom Petty died. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How so, awful was that? It was really. How we just saw. I mean, we just saw him last that? summer, and I was joking. I was like, "Oh, you know, I've got my classic rock bucket list uh, that I need to check off before everybody just starts fucking off." And I was joking because Tom Petty looked as vibrant as I've ever seen him. He was uh, walking around on a broken hip for the last four months of his life. That's what yeah. did it to Prince, too. And you know what? Every time the pain would be too much, slap another fucking patch on. Yeah. 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 This is the problem is that they'll just give you opioids. You know, they'll just 
write the fucking scripts. They don't give a shit. Meanwhile, yeah. I can't get my psychiatrist to get me any Xanax. <laughs> I blame the rappers. I oh, blame the rappers. Man. Is it the rappers? It is. The rappers love them some Xanax. It, it, it is. It's just also What's just the shit that Weezy was addicted that. to? Uh, the syrup. Is was it the lean? Codeine. Oh, lean. Yeah. Uh, yeah, codeine syrup, promethazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all part of that. You know, uh, you know, I met like him. rap culture where it's like, yeah, let, let's do this. Like a lot of a lot of people I notice that don't like drinking are, are attracted to it too. And yeah. It's another way of like feeling kind of like, oh, I'm I'm drinking something and I'm no, getting, you know, and it's not a stimulant, so yeah. you're not you're yeah. not gonna go super nuts like on a coke yeah. binge or something no, like you're, that. No, you're gonna probably just fall asleep yeah. most you know, likely. I, be, I met him at the W Hotel. I was in the New Orleans Biennial. I had an exhibit Tom Petty? there. No, no, um, oh. Lil Wayne. Oh, really? So I said to him, I said, you know, I'm a fan. And he looks at me and he goes, you don't exactly look like my demographic. <laughs> I said, you know what, my my kids listen to you. So I've, I've heard Receipt and the Carter. And Well, he was, I mean, he was just on top of his yeah. world there yeah. uh, for, back he, in that he day. He looks at me and he goes, he, and he goes to this uh, friend of his, he goes, I got a white guy fan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like check off the box, Tino. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I think he kind of thought we didn't really kind of exist. You know, I mean, oh, but he that's knew. the thing. That's oh yeah. I mean, he, he, look, his whole he audience. He didn't think any like yeah. one was in their fifties. Nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody it, loves, loves. He knew there were some suburban fourteen-year-old white kids <laughs> buying his. Nobody CDs. loves songs yeah. about smoking pot and. <laughs> And and you know, <laughs> wasting cups more than suburban white kids. You know, I mean that, that is their lingua right. franca. Right. You know? I mean, if that's kind of the most awesome thing about hip hop in in this time in the twenty first century is that we have gotten to watch it blossom in a way mm -hmm. that. Uh, you know, I'm I'm all I'm you know just shy of forty, and so this is the this is the 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 music that has grown up with me. I remember when and, it was only Africa Mabata, Busta Rhymes, yeah, Chuck D, KRS One. Same. I mean, and and that's um, that's the thing. Like, I didn't get to watch rock and roll grow up. I didn't get to watch. Uh, you know, jazz become uh popular, but I I right. have gotten to watch hip hop become something that they said wasn't going to last some like flash in the pan uh i've watched yeah. that oh it became the now primary it's the, the, the primary language music. of music yeah you know? it's the most it's it's simultaneously the most unifying and polarizing thing yeah. i can think of it's yeah, awesome yeah, i would agree awesome. with that we we're big fans of vic mensa and Kendrick Lamar. Also uh, Vic Mensa, Whitney Young. Oh yeah, that's oh, right. That's, that's right. Yes. He was he was a year below me. Um Yeah. Another Whitney graduate. Yeah. Um I'm not and, sure he graduated. Uh, and, I'm not sure I graduated. Uh, <laughs> and Chance and yeah. you know, uh, I mean I I feel bad yeah. about the uh, antipathy that that rise and and exists still to this day between Spike and I was in the film Chirac. I was Oh, in, right on. Well, there's only five, four white guys in it. You know? you, I'm the Cusack. chief of police. Me, <laughs> me yeah. Cusack, DB, and um, and some a uh, couple other guys who yeah. play cops. Um, well, I mean, no, I mean, but uh, not I, a lot of young Chicago people liked it. It was uh, it was just one of those things yeah, where and it, I, I people feel... wanted something else. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I think people. I think there was a a, a layered reaction to that uh, yeah. there was there was the subject matter being told by someone who wasn't from here there was the high expectation of quality of work from spike lee that we've all come to expect yeah. uh, i just i treated myself to watching uh do the right thing for the first time in ages the other day mm -hmm. and uh, when a, i was when i was a younger masterpiece. a masterpiece and when i was younger and studying uh film uh we we looked at crooklyn specifically just like yeah. the opening that crane shot, that one take that goes through the whole neighborhood, yeah. uh, and then the rest of the movie just being beautiful, just like that. Telling those neighborhood stories, we we know what Spike is capable of or, in telling those or stories. Or the Twenty Fifth yeah. Hour. Yeah, which the Twenty Fifth Hour. Hugely underrated film. Well, I we, think we were just disappointed that yeah. that you know a New Yorker think... was trying to like Im Im impose his his view of what it's like to live here yeah, and also that he it wasn't like here, it was satirical her, though no. yeah and that's not what we wanted that's not what we wanted yeah, from spike no, lee i don't no. think I, I, but you know what 
I don't think it at all failed out of uh, a lack of commitment and effort. I mean, no. believe me, he went out and he got a, a great cast. Um, the the acting was terrific in it. I think a lot of people were like, Nick Cannon is the <laughs> yeah. bad guy. You know what? You know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm sure he's good. I'm sure he was great. He but was really good in it. I'm sure he's a really know, nice guy, too. Tell me if he's funny. Because he seems he's like a funny real funny hell. guy. He's really yeah. funny. You know who and I bet's not a fan of Mariah Carey anymore? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it happens, you know. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, Spike became very close with the whole community yeah. around St. Sabina and, and Mike Flager. And um, I think that... Uh, you know that Shatrack absolutely had the the finest intentions. Oh you know, yeah, no, and, I don't, uh, I don't doubt that at all. We I... were all very, very sober and serious about what, you know, the 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 violence. You know, I mean, yeah. just um, I hate that when I go somewhere else, people are like Chicago. Well, there's all that killing. You know, we're, we're oh. we used to be known for Michael Jordan, and now uh, again, it's like. We're Murder City again. Yeah. I was speaking yeah. to, earlier today, I got the, the opportunity. The, my favorite part of my job is that I get to to talk to actual journalists, uh, both that I work with and that are that work through other outlets about the work that they do. I got to talk to uh, Evan F. Moore. Uh, he writes for the Sun-Times, and he's an adjunct professor at uh, DePaul. Mm-hmm. And I got to speak to women, uh, two women named uh, Tracy and Morgan, who uh, have a, a website called The Tribe, T-R-I-I-B-E. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, in talking to them about two completely different things, the, 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 the theme that kind of tied the, the thread that tied those two conversations together was that in their work, their their main goal is to change that narrative, is to to tell Precisely. the stories of Chicago and especially of black Chicagoans uh, in a way that, you know, is more realistic. When, yeah. when The word Chicago to people like Donald Trump is a dog whistle. It's code for uh, thuggish, for violence. Mm-hmm. And w- those people, and, and, and Vocalo as well, the, the work that we're trying to do, is to you know just make sure that people know that A, uh, the violence in our community is not something that we're apathetic about. Not at and all. And that people, mm-hmm. oh, why don't you guys concentrate on black and black crime? Why don't you go fuck yourself? Because okay. uh, uh, apparently p- if you're not paying attention because there are so Absolutely. many efforts to just curb and so many in so many community period. organizations, yeah, organizations active. like Mask. Uh, well, look uh, at even yeah. the Saint Sabina community. That man's out there every Friday really night, is. and he talks to everyone. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I'm not a religious person, but I'm convinced that. No. And I bet Fl- Father Flager like swears a lot in, in secret. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not. Well, you know. He he does have a flavorful way of talking. Let's put it that way. But you know His what? His hood passes. He's uh, unrevocable. It would seem. I I honestly think uh, if there's such a thing as a living saint, it's that man. You I'd know, say he's um, as, as close that I, as I've ever seen. You know, I I he walks those streets every Friday and Saturday night. No. He talks to everybody, and I would hate like hell to think of the violence that would occur. Were he not out there with the peacekeepers, yeah. you know, and those peacekeepers absolutely yeah. need somebody with his uh, visibility to kind of be precisely. A you know what? A whole bunch of those guys, you know, a while ago were kind of hard characters, and he's he found hearts and minds. You mm-hmm. know, um, you know, for whenever I, I start having negative feelings about anyone religious, I have to think, well, Mike Flager. You know, I mean. Yeah. He's it's unfortunate a great that, deal that of like peace. it's unfortunate that like the there's just like pretty much like you could probably count on one hand the the exceptions to the kind of oh yeah religion is bullshit rule. <laughs> yeah well or or politicians yeah. I mean I can yeah. think of there are three politicians in this whole state that I don't think are scumbags all right. Uh, I can got? count them on one hand and still have enough fingers to eat with. Okay, <laughs> um, David Orr, Pat Quinn, Scott Wagesbach. What do you think about Duckworth? I like her. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of in love with how. Uh, how I love how, how she calls out. God damn it! I she's, like anybody. She's fiery. 
I, I like, love it. I like anybody who goes after Trump. And the one thing I do enjoy about Trump's paranoia about Chicago is he's terrified to come here. He really is. That's it's amazing. You know awesome. what? Yeah. I was there the night we sent his ass home. He what, you were even... at UIC? Yeah. My daughter, uh, my daughter Gabby, decided she was going to go. I was still on a cane. It was about a little less than a year after my heart surgery. Mm-hmm. I had some swelling in this. Like I had a cane. I had a, uh, a brace on my leg. So I, I taped up two rolls of quarters. And I said to her, I said, we're going to go there. And I'm going to have my hand on your shoulder because you're going to help me because I'm not walking so good. Mm-hmm. And um, if there are skirmishes and stuff, you are not running toward them. Because that's – my daughter is very, like, woke and politicized, yeah. you know. And um, sure enough, there was, you know, some shit jumped off. But I got to tell you, I was really proud of all those kids from Black Lives Matter. This one asshole came, and he was in a wheelchair. And he stopped at one point, took a Confederate flag out of his lap, and shook it at this young woman. I think we know how he got in that wheelchair. Uh, (laughs) But at a certain point, everybody circled him. And she she just said, you know, not here. And I said to her, I said, you know, all the Trumpy people are there with their phones. They would love to see nothing more than us fuck this guy up, no. which he originally deserves. And she goes, oh, we're not going to do that. She goes, this ain't my first rodeo, pal. <laughs> and uh, I had a Bernie button on. And she goes, I'm a Bernie person. We're, we're not going to we're not going to play their game, you no. know. No. And, and that's you know, it's, folks you know, like that. I gotta those, give the, those real life trolls, those three dimensional trolls. That's what they want. That's what exactly. they want for you, so that they yeah. can go back home and see, see yeah, the niggers fucking beat me, me up. Yeah, exactly. They beat me up, and uh, and uh, I was in a wheelchair. You know, they yeah. beat me, uh, it's like. So I said to the guy, I said, "Sir, first of all, does the word customer mean anything to you?" And he looks at me, and I said, "You've made your cheap and tawdry and shitty point. I'm going to walk you." out of here so that you get to where you're going safely. He's like, fuck you, you know, and yeah. rolled on by. And then I thought, no, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I you really hope I really thing. hope you shake that flag at somebody that's, less tolerant. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's going to mess with the wrong person you know on what? the wrong day who yeah. doesn't have anything to lose and doesn't give a fuck about this a, a camera. This is what, you know what, <laughs> I've always told my son, Donald Trump is merely a symptom. He... That Charlotte thing? Mm. You mean the good people on both sides? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Charlottesville, you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Charlottesville, yeah. yeah. Um, That's what he woke up in our country. And in some ways, at least now we know who they are. Well, what's. Okay, so to go. To to compare that, you know, when you, when you're looking at the footage of Char- Charlottesville and you're seeing this militia come out with their garbage can shields and their and their and their guns and shit <laughs> and their tiki I mean, torches tiki. and I mean, their fucking polo shirts. I, but I don't think that's far off from this neighborhood watch thing that's going on right I don't now, either. where it's no, like it's not, you have, not. you know, when I was reading I the, the I, article I in the reader, oh, there's a dog whistle thing. Yeah, the reader the reader articles is great, and we will post that under our SoundCloud uh, account, but um, I'm reading this, I go, this is like George Zimmerman, and then sure enough, your quote comes yeah. up, and says, this yeah. is a bunch of George Zimmerman's yeah, going mean, up, for, it's like, this is scary. Yeah, yeah, for context, in case people, you know, are listening to this before they read it, was, right. it's a, uh, it's... Um, He's the one who murdered Trayvon. Yeah, Trayvon Martin, oh, yes. and the, the, yeah. the Ukrainian village neighbor, you know, Facebook has uh, countless neighborhood watch pages, and I follow yeah. them. Uh, for work, I I like to keep up on the, the you know the hyper local news, especially yeah. in the wake of not having DNA info yeah. in Chicago and things like that. Anymore. I like it because mm-hmm. sometimes you get really pissed uh, about people letting their dog shit on people's lawns. Oh, yeah. This since, is clearly since a I've done that <laughs> since I've done that before. I like knowing who's really watching. Yeah. <laughs> so know? this this was discovered through Facebook. This was uh, discovered okay. through Facebook. Um, this is just me, just like scrolling my feet i wasn't like even i wasn't just even like looking for anything really uh and this man um proposed uh hiring a a private security firm to work within a very specific uh border that didn't even really encompass the whole of uh, ukraine Ukraine no about three blocks yeah like a three three block radius and he was asking damon and it's like damon and and ashland or something like that and uh, yeah 
It yeah. was it was just a like a weird little like miniature eerie, like red eerie, lining situation. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. exactly. And like he was eerie asking superior th- those streets. Yeah, and he was asking if people would be willing to pony up some money to do something like that. So even if you take the racial element out of it, wherein pe- black people are a just as susceptible to be the victim of violent crime no shit. In, yes. in Chicago. And, and package theft and all that yeah. other yeah. shit. And so now you're 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 a target of thieves and, and robbers and whatever, but now also there's the potential of being a, a suspect to these private security people. Taking that yeah. out of the equation, now you're making it into a uh, a financial thing, a class thing, yeah. where if you yeah. don't have the money Let's to pay, pay for pay to make sure that none of the black and brown people yeah. are stealing shit off our porches. Yeah, yeah. and if and if you don't pay, then what? Like if if you don't agree with this, but they're still in your neighborhood, then what? It's a it's problematic from top to fucking bottom. Yeah. Yes, and then. Anytime anybody tried to point gated, that out, it's a gated community, but they're too cheap to too, buy the no, gates. There's no gates. There's no water feature. Yeah, yeah. There's no HOAs. But like the, the the thing that got me was that this guy was like, "So what do you guys think?" And then people would tell him what they thought, and he'd yeah. be completely dismissive of of the very logical complaints that people had about this idea. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, do you even hear yourselves? Do you even can you yeah. do you read what you're writing? Do you do you understand why they don't people under, are upset? They never understand that the internet that everybody can look at it. Yeah. It's like when you're being an asshole, um you're being an asshole really out loud. Like it's super uh, out loud. Yeah. And and out it's loud like in a way that I can I can take a screenshot yeah. of. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> exactly. This is, this is like glorified Hall monitors with guns. I mean, this is yeah, this yeah. Is so scary. Yeah. And it's also you know when just, I was in school, I never liked the fucking patrol. I know, boys. I know they, they want. I know they want to be funded, <laughs> but I'm sure there are people in that neighborhood that be like, "I'll do it for free." Oh, it's absolutely. I've been waiting for this moment. My whole the idea I alone con- is dangerous yeah, to me. Exactly. It's like don't even bring that up. I have a concealed carry like permit, and I am a very judicious person. I'm going to walk the streets. Yeah, and it, if and it's, anybody it's, is uh, it, jacking a package off your porch, I'm gonna bust a cap in their ass. Yeah. I also know? think it's hilarious that these people move into these condos with like floor to ceiling windows, don't put any blinds or curtains in there, and then are shocked when their homes are robbed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you put a menu of the shit that you have in your house exactly. on <laughs> your front on the front of it. If I'm if, if I'm if I'm an enterprising burglar, it's like. Oh fuck! It's an HD big screen yeah, TV. You don't have to work know? for it. Fifty inches. I'll have to bring yeah. a guy. It'll and you <laughs> take like, two of us to carry it out of there. When you have but. that disparity between like this very obviously wealthy and like showboating kind of yeah. wealthy and like the d- desperate well, you poorness also have of, an of yeah. the absolute city. grinding poverty yeah. in Chicago. Well, next door to each other often. Do you realize that twenty five percent of our citizens? Live below the poverty level I do. in Chicago. I've been one of those twenty five percent in my exactly. life, I, um, and I feel like I'm two paychecks away from it right now. I'm, like, yeah, likewise. Yeah, I could make two bad decisions and like. Well, just I make be totally two bad fucked. decisions every day. Yeah, but, I, I made two bad decisions I'm, already I'm, today. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm appalled that people do not hold Rahm Emanuel's feet to the fire more. I could not this. believe when he got reelected. I could not Nor believe I. that reelection. Nor I. I'm scared he's going to And you know what? Uh, it looks again. like he's going to get reelected again. He's yeah. running his campaign on this really bogus hey, you oh, know what? Trump-free zone. Like, but I'm telling you, Trump-free. he's got everybody thinking he's running against still, Trump. Yeah, yeah there's He's still, just like Trump. Yeah. Okay, he really is. And Paul Vallis is no goddamn bargain either. No. He was I mean, the head of our Chicago public school systems and they were in shambles when he left, and yeah. they still are. Yeah, I mean, and this the, asshole didn't do a thing for us. No, you know, no. and it's it's. I like it's Troy. the Chicago way, though. Like, isn't it? Like, if I if, like Troy a lot. Yeah, I just no. I'm wondering, can he govern? You know, those are the questions. We've got a lot of questions in this this election yeah. coming up between, like, well, from the top got, down, from the governor all the way Gary down. Gary McCarthy alderman. just held a fundraiser. You know, uh, uh, Sunday. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I, uh, I don't. Really, I'm not really crazy about the idea of electing cops to uh, mayoralties. Frank yeah. Rizzo of Philadelphia, who mm-hmm. dropped a bomb through the uh, uh, C4 through the ceiling of a building for uh, the Move Commune oh, in Philadelphia yeah. in the 80s. Yeah. 
He yeah. was a former cop. Dead uh, behind you, uh, Chris would like us to call out the uh, NRA and the oh, politicians yeah. that are receiving money. Oh from yeah, them, so. those not assholes. to not to uh, not to interrupt. <laughs> Hit my Facebook page up. I listed them. <laughs> yes, I believe oh, Peter. Yeah. I will. Peter Roskam. Yes, took I, money from the National Rifle Association. Okay, so in 2012, I was reading this old 2012 article, and I didn't realize it was from 2012. I was like, he's received. Three thousand dollars. I thought he received twenty thousand dollars, but then I'm looking. Yeah, I go, oh, no, it's two thousand twelve. No, like, okay, yeah. No, this year but, he's only taken three thousand dollars. No, no, two thousand twelve. He took three thousand dollars. Yeah. Six years three, later, it's however. however it, it has. It, it has to. I think total, he's, he's collected to. twenty thousand. Right. Yeah. I mean, him, uh, Darren LaHood, another GOP right. Illinois politician. Uh, and then some other goofball. Look on my page and I'll tell you. It started um, with a, a K. I, I don't... <laughs> yeah. All oh, the bad geez. things started yeah, with a K. Yeah. Well, with all yes. of the earnestness of my command, I want everybody who can hear this and who has a Facebook page to call out the politicians, the public servants, who take money from the National Rifle Association, which is our domestic terror organization. And if they start making noise about God, guns, and guts and all that other bullshit, tell them you cannot hear them over the gunfire that killed 17 children yesterday in Florida. Yeah, right on. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I still haven't found that uh, <clears throat> politician's name there, but uh, just Kinzinger. Kinzinger. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That was it. Um, it seems like anymore the NRA is just the fourth branch of, of the U.S. government. I mean, yeah. they own it the really political process. They, they really do. Well, look, you know, in England, it's lobbying is illegal. Yeah. Yeah, and you know their their like election fact, cycle convict, is like two days long or whatever. Exactly, oh. they convict people of something called influence peddling. Yes, and they go to jail for shit like that, and that's what's got to happen because you know what? Every elected official I know of, they have owners. They have, uh, and that's what we have in this country yeah. now. The one percent. There are owners. We are their chattel. The people that are willing to like just fight for the NRA though is like the people that were on your page man just drove me so nuts yeah, man yeah. like some of the disgusting things I'm gonna have to do some said, pruning you know I, I've <laughs> never asked I now block people to drop I hate to say it man oh, you start, man. You start apologizing dad, for the NRA fuck I you. asked my dad to unfriend someone man he was I, like I thought what and, he said and was I, just I totally did so gleefully, ignorant you know? and just dumb I just wish I could do that in the universe it's you, like oh, and man. I don't mean I don't mean like kill anybody or anything I oh. just mean just remove them from yeah, stamp your remove them from my head. existence. You well, know, I, it's I, like, and I also hated the assholes that were human- like, yeah, no, they're just there's there no there's no automatic rifles. They're semi-automatic. It's like, dude, there's videos on YouTube on yeah. how to you know transition a them minute, from semi-automatic a to automatic. Yeah. A it's minute a two-hour thirty video. seconds. A minute yeah. and thirty seconds you can convert. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, because I've heard there's two-hour videos out there. It's, if it takes a minute and thirty seconds, that's even scarier. Max, I, mean, I wrote. I wrote this messed up on my Facebook page today. That if you feel the need to walk out of your house with a gun, the last thing you are is free. In fact, if you walk I around agree. with a gun and you're not in law enforcement, yeah. you're a coward. I don't know how unrealistic my idea is. I don't really care. I just, I don't like. It'd be cool to just get rid of every gun, <laughs> like every gun. I'm, like, I'm if fine you, with I it. mean, if you really, if you really think about it, that's the best solution. And if I you're know one of those guys whose dick is really so small, much, you gotta, yeah. you gotta shoot <laughs> animals. You know, when they say, well, I eat everything yeah, that, I kill, it's like, why? That you can go to the store and buy it. Yeah, you, that, that is not <laughs> like I have, a, some, I have some country, country-ass friends. Oh, so do I. I would so object. Do I. Yeah. So do oh. I. It's like, well, I, I kill a deer every year, oh, and then man. I have meat all winter long. It's like, why don't you have a job? I mean, <laughs> it's like, you can buy meat at the grocery store. You don't have to... You go out and blow the brains out of fucking Bambi, you know? It's yeah. Like, well, no, well, no then, so the, then the deer all starved to death. We're doing it for them. Oh, you're putting a round through their fucking skull as a benevolent act. Well, yeah. gee, thanks. I, you yeah. Know? Explain I, that to I've me. Never, like, I, that's, I've never been, that's, that's, never been uh, that's never been an option in my yeah. life. I'm only, I, I'm, I'm all city all the time. It is. I feel yeah. guilty yeah. when I kill a spider, you know, but... <laughs> 
If there's uh, one in my room when I'm about to go to sleep, he's got to die. He's got to go. You know, it's, it's, a, it's you or me, bud. Looking out know, for number one. <laughs> usually, if I can get a paper plate and like get him out the Shoot window. Shoot him out the door? Yeah. <clears throat> he stands a chance at staying alive. I'll but, kill a motherfucking mm, bug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm guilty of uh, not sparing any centipedes or, or like the ones that look so, just you know, very no, scary. No, the ones with all the fucking legs. They yeah, gotta go. you got to go. <laughs> I'm sorry. You got to go. <laughs> Oh. Joe I, Hopkins, we have enjoyed having you. This has been yes. my pleasure. And please, yes. please tell us you'll come back. Oh, anytime, anytime. This is on my way home from this work. This is great. So we, <laughs> this is great. We have a loathing for all the same things. I know here. that's what friendships are based <laughs> Thank on. Thank you so much, Jill. Uh, and for those who are wondering what the article is, it's putting the neighborhood watch on watch by John Greenfield, and it came out. January eighteenth, two thousand eighteen. Shout we out do to our John research. Greenfield. Yeah, and uh, that's. I worked like, with him in New City. I think he's a little too crazy about bicycles, but <laughs> but he's a fine journalist. Right? He is. He's. I, I think everybody in in Chicago is six is at least six degrees away from John Greenfield. He knows everybody. It's a great article yeah. too. And he's well um, connected. We'll sure be is. on the bottom of our, our of our page. It will be on our. It'll be on our website as well. I mean, we absolutely really and, and enjoyed this. To all my peeps in Ukraine. Ukrainian village, I love you, but please be more inclusive, and please realize these are your fellow sister, citizens, your brothers and your sisters. Well, the whole city of Chicago. Let's let that message be known to the whole city. I mean, exactly. come on, we're the most you know. segregated city. We gotta, we gotta tell everybody. This room like, is pretty integrated, though. I feel good about yeah. that. Yeah, oh, right on, right on. Well, you know Thank what, you. and and if. You don't know somebody? Introduce yourself. Get to know your neighbors. Yeah. That's the number yeah, one thing exactly. that deters crime. Well, okay, as, yeah. As my mother used to say, let your smile be a passport. I, I'm reading this article, and I'm thinking, what happened to block parties? Where you guys right? introduce yourselves, and yeah. you know the family, you know the kids. And you know, then it seems every summer we run into one paranoid. when we're trying to drive down <laughs> yeah. the street. It's like, Well, they have all these little cute street festivals on Division and Milwaukee yeah. and the West Fest, all this. It's like... How about you give all these block parties to like neighborhoods and like yeah. get these neighbors to introduce and get some each decent other. bands, yeah, okay. get some better bands, yeah. yeah. Hire a good well, DJ. Well, you know I'm, what? I'm available. <laughs> oh yes, get, Are you DJ? get Jill Hopkins. I'm, a, I'm in and, everything. There you go. Yeah, there you go. The yeah. hustle is real. <laughs> Jill, thank you. Thank you, guys. Hey guys, this is Max Fitzpatrick of the Max and Tony Show. We just want to thank you for tuning in to our 21st episode. Sponsored by Forbidden Root Beer. Next time you're in Chicago, check out their brewery on 1746 West Chicago Avenue. Big shout out to Parkwalk Productions, home of the Max and Tony Show. Don't forget to check out Adventureland Gallery and the Dime Showroom at 1513 Northwestern. We are currently showing Tim Vermeulen. If you want to get caught up on some old episodes, maybe check this one out go to the maxantonyshow.com tune in next time for our 22nd episode we have a very special guest he's a musical legend and i used to refer to him as uncle steve steve earl will be here next week stay tuned oh, oh, oh.